You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and this is a conversation with German megastar, the queen of heavy metal, Doro Pesch. The reason for the conversation is to promote her brand new album for 2018 called Forever Warriors, Forever United. Let's see what Doro has to say. Here we go. Germany and getting ready for the gig in Siberia. So oh. we're rehearsing later. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, our first time there. So yeah, I bet, I bet. Hey, how long have we got to chat to each other for? Oh, I have about twenty minutes, and Ruiz is okay. Twenty twenty-five. Wonderful, perfect. Because I've got plenty of questions to ask you. Look. One thing, I'm going to open with this, okay? You have carried yourself with so much charm, charisma, and you have such a regal air about you that even a passive observer couldn't help but admire. So thank you for being such a wonderful ambassador for heavy metal and for an outstanding career over such a long period of time. Cheers to my eyes. Thank you so much for, for saying so so nice things. It's uh, it's easy because I I love the metal fans and that's you know and, and that was my only inspiration motivation in my life. I'm, I'm you know I'm so so happy when I can make people happy or make them feel something. And it was always like it, it was it was so great to even yeah, do it for such a long time. And yeah. yeah and, and, I love music and, and I love people and, and especially the metalheads they are like I think they have the the heart in the right place so that's uh, that's they are awesome I think you know they're, they're the best people in the world I must <laughs> say because they feel something and they have passion for something and you know especially with the music with the bands like they are loyal all these great traits which you know it's Maybe old school, but I like it. I love it. I love it. It's uh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. There's so much. Well, so deep about it. Yeah, I mean, look, you are you are the queen, according to so many metalheads, and I certainly agree with that. So, how does the crown feel? Is it is it one of those uh, responsibilities that rests heavy, or you are you quite comfortable being the queen of heavy metal? Oh, and with it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny question because I'm just, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a workaholic, so I don't even think of anything else. Just it's always the tour or the songs or the festival or the songwriting. It, it always needs to be perfect. Um, and I'm, I'm a metal fan as well. I'm still a metalhead, so you know, if somebody has something nice to say about me, that's, that's great, you know. But. I always have to be metal queen and stuff. If somebody <laughs> just says, oh, I love your song, or I love your show, that's that's good. Anything yeah. positive is great, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, I always, I, I always try to do the best I can. And if that is what people like, that's cool. And I know there's different tastes, so not everybody maybe likes your stuff. But I do it for people who love it so uh yeah and, and whatever whatever when somebody says something positive oh, I'm, I'm such a happy baby <laughs> wonderful wonderful well look uh, more plaudits for you then forever warriors forever united i've had it for about 24 hours or so it's a superb offering and i love the fact that you have brought so many icons from heavy metal in to share the experience with you so just a couple of names i'm going to yeah. read off chuck billy 
Jeff Waters. I'm so glad you introduced Jeff Waters to a broader audience because I've loved his work in Annihilator for a long time. Of course, yeah, there's yeah. one of your uh, compatriots in Milia Petroza, the wonderful Milia Petroza. I've had a couple of conversations with him and he's a pure gentleman. But there's a couple of names yeah. that stood out for me. And the first one was Worrell Dane. So it's a bit sad, to be honest yeah. with you, because he's no longer with us. But can you tell us about your friendship and the work that you've done with Worrell? Oh, yes, yes. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, actually, it was last year in Wacken that we seen each other last, which he looked really good. We were talking, and um, he was actually a great friend of mine because we did a long America tour in 1988 together with uh, Megadeth, Sanctuary, and Warlock. Mm. And there we became really great friends. And uh, he always, you know, they came up on stage when we had an anniversary. He came to my 25th anniversary. And we were like, you know, having a really cool friendship. We didn't see each other too often because everybody is busy. But yeah, when we saw each other, it was always like, you know, like big hugs and, you know, all smiles and, you know, and talking what's, you know, what's what's going on mm. right now. And yeah, he said that he was doing really good because last time in Wacken, I was uh, doing a guest appearance with Amona Mars and I was uh, singing the song. We did a duet on their album, Young Viking, and I was invited to, to do the song in Wacken, and because I didn't have my, my own show, I didn't have any pressure, and I could walk around, and that's why I saw Jeff Waters and Paul Dane, and then I talked mm -hmm. to everybody, and, and I said, hey, Johan, would you like to sing on this song as well, all for measure, because we didn't have this duet yet, and um, we didn't even know that we would do sooner or later another do it yeah and then I could talk to everybody and, and Jeff is a great friend as well he came to our 30th anniversary last year in, in New York and it was it was great so Paul and Jeff and Chuck Billy he was uh, yeah the last uh, the last great uh, uh, friend on on this video and, and on the recording and uh, yeah and Miller I know for such a long time we yeah. kind of grew up together in the metal world he's from Essen I'm from Düsseldorf it's very close and and yeah you know we always liked each other always respected each other yeah and then and then all the other great people like Savaton or um, yeah. oh god Tommy Bowen my old guitar player of yes, the Triumph and Agony album He's on and he plays all the licks and and with him I had a cool friendship going for the longest time and then I called him up two years ago and I said, Hey Tommy, you know, Triumph and Agony album will be thirty years old and we have to do something, celebrate, maybe do a cool gig. He said, Oh, I was waiting for that phone call. He said, I'm so happy that you called, let's do it. So we did a couple of uh, festivals, Sweden Rock Festival and mm -hmm. Norway Rock. And Norway Rock I had to leave at seven o'clock in the morning to catch a plane and it was about five o'clock in the morning. And then we were talking and then we said, Hey, let's jam a little bit in the hotel room and then we started jamming and then this idea for the song if i can't have you no one will came out mm. and i said tommy i think this could be another cool duet with johan heck of amona mars and i sent it to johan and you know i said johan check this idea out and maybe you like it and then you know i said if you want to write the lyrics for the verses that would be cool yeah and then johan said oh i love it let's do it so <laughs> it was like on this record many many people i love many yeah, diehard friends and you know and, and yeah it's it's awesome especially for all for metal when everybody joins in just having a good time and i thought 
And that's actually when they were singing, and I always had my little uh, portable recorder and video camera um, with me or actually my tour manager. And then we were um, filming and recording. And I tell you, then we thought, man, that's such a nice anthem. That should be like a single or a video. And it was just because you could see people yeah. were so, you know, so, so, yeah, so like on fire singing it and happy. And I thought, ooh, this reminds me a little bit on all we are. And then, then we said, hey, let's do this first single and first video and yeah, and with everybody to give everybody thanks and, you know, honor everybody, you know, who's in there. Yeah. They're like all or part of, you know, our, you know, our, our, our life and, yeah. you know, yeah. Wonderful. Now, there's another name. He's possibly one of my favourite guitarists of all time, along with Vito Brada from White Lion, Doug Aldrich, that wonderful guitarist for Whitesnake, you know, the bloke who came up with the riff in Still of the Night, which I think is one of the greatest rock riffs of all time. But tell us about working with Doug. What was that like? Oh, that was we yeah we knew each other for yeah for quite a while played on some festivals together and uh, on our last tour we played in Las Vegas and there's a club they're always like famous musicians playing yeah and Doug was there and I said oh man that's so cool <laughs> and I asked him if he wants to come up on stage and then we said yeah which song and I said well we always like to play Breaking the Law for the encore because yes. it was my very first tour in '86 and. Yeah, and then uh, he came up on stage, and wow, and there I, I felt and saw him and heard him play, and it was so, oh, it was so unbelievable. And, and I said, Doug, hey, when we're doing a new album, is it possible that you play a solo on it? He said, yes, absolutely. He said, just send me a song, you know, mm. what you think would be cool. Yeah, and then we had Heartbroken, and then I sent it to him, and he said, oh, I love the song, I can totally identify with it too. <laughs> And then he played on it, and it was, wow, it was great. And uh, the engineer said, okay, you know, it's so long, the song now in the end, the solo is so long, we have to fade it out or cut it. I said, no, no, no cutting, eh? no fading out till the very last second we have to do, you know, and then, you know. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it was, was an honor and, and great, and he has such a great tone. And, yeah, it does, yeah, doesn't it? Unbelievable like, tone, yeah. Deal, man. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Now, there's, there's another track on there, and I was reading that it was a tr song that you dedicated to Lemmy, of course. So that's yeah. Living Life to the Fullest. Now, I know there's a bit of copy out there already about it, but what can you tell me about the track? Yes, yes, and that, that was actually, yeah, that was one of the, the saddest days in my, in my life. I was a great friend. With, we had a great friendship going, and I met Lemmy in the early 80s. And then we were many times on tour, played in the studio together, did like uh, three songs together in the studio. And yeah, he was my best friend, along with Ronnie yeah. James Dio. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes when I when I heard that he was sick and stuff, or sometimes I, I visited him on a tour, and then he said, yeah, you know, I'm sick, but, you know, we will just postpone the gig. Everything always was okay. And then, you know, and... and the last time I've seen him was in November. He was on tour 
And then I thought, oh man, he looked so thin, so thin. Yeah. Mm. And it was really, I was so, so worried. And then uh, his birthday in December, they want to celebrate in LA. And a friend of mine called me, Ute is her name. She was always taking care of uh, Lemmy when, she, when he was in Europe. And Ute said, hey, Dora, you gotta come to his birthday you know, in December. And my mom, she was in the hospital and she was doing not good at all. And I said, Ute, I can't come, I can't come. So I didn't go to his birthday and I dropped him a text message. And usually we were doing text messaging a lot. And then he always wrote back and then I wrote. And that was the first time that he didn't write back. And I thought, ooh. And not that I wanted to have a text back, but somehow I felt it's like, there was like a, there was a strange feeling. And I was mm. hoping that he was doing okay. And then a couple of days later, I heard that he was gone and I was so shocked. And and then I told my mom, who was still in the hospital, and she said, Doro, go, go. And then I went to the funeral, flew to L.A., mm -hmm. and, and yeah, and then on the plane I had this idea, living life to the fullest and thinking about Lemmy, and, and I recorded it on my little cell phone, and I thought, I want to record it in the studio right away. And one week later I went to Hamburg, and I recorded it with Andreas Brun. He's a great partner, songwriting partner, engineer, <laughs> guitar player for many, many years, for 22 years. And I said, Andreas, I, I got I to gotta do it right away. I got to record it right away. He said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And, and Andreas did our last duet. It's the words of the Race of Fist record together. And he was a big Lemmy and Mordad fan, so he mm. knew. And yeah, and then we recorded that song and then suddenly everything else came out and then I thought, oh, I want to I wanna record the Motorhead song, Lost in the Ozone, and we recorded that. And then suddenly the songwriting was flowing and, you know, and I felt, man, it's now or never. You never know. You never know if the world is still standing, you know, in the mm -hmm. years. So I wanted to do it, you know, and this was the initial, um, this was this initial song with Lemmy. We had some songs floating around here around here and there but nothing um, I wasn't serious about making another record mm -hmm. it was just like you know for fun but then I thought yeah man because we never thought that Lemmy would ever go and yeah, I always great. thought yeah it would be okay no? yeah. so yeah. that was the yeah that's my yeah I love all the songs but that's the most meaningful song to me and And lost in the ozone. God, the lyrics. I think Lemmy was such a wonderful lyricist, which he's always known for other things, for his attitude and playing and singing. But I think lyrics were like, wow, he was phenomenal. Like, and so, like, wow, so, yeah. so deep. So, no, yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, let me take it back some, where are we now? So it's 2018. So let's go back 28 years ago. On your self-titled album, so I think it was your second or third uh, Doro release, so in 1990, you worked with mm -hmm. Tommy Thayer, so he's the current Kiss guitarist, yeah. and also Gene yeah. Simmons. Now, I don't think a lot of people know that, yeah. but what was it like working with Gene? Oh, super, super. He had such a great way showing you something. I think he was a teacher before, before he was a musician, and he had a great way in, in showing you things. And just giving you a little example, I did some songs, some ideas, and there was one blues, like a bluesy kind of song. And I showed it to Gene, and he said, oh, that's interesting. And he said, do you know about the blues? And I said, yeah, not really, a little bit, just <laughs> what 
you know, what you hear on the radio and stuff. He said, he said, no, no, you know, when you sing the blues, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn about it. So the next day, he brought a big stack of 50 records into the studio. And he said, okay, Dolo, now you listen to every single one of them, you know. And and then we even went to a concert, Dr. John, in New York. Yeah. And he uh, bought tickets. He said, oh, let's go, you know, he's a great blues guy. And, and I saw Etta James in concert. And he was Beautiful. really... Like, like, like going out of his way to show me something and to, you know, to to teach me something. Yeah, and then he said, okay, if you listen to all the CDs and all the vinyl, it was vinyl in 1990s, and then, <laughs> then, you know, then we can talk about you singing a blues eventually. And I thought, wow. wow. But he was very caring, very uh, gentle, uh, super smart. Um, very lovable. I, I loved him so much. I, at first, I was a big Kiss fan growing <laughs> up. You know, Kiss was yeah. the band. And then, you know, and then meeting Gene, he was such a great person. I, I loved him. And Tommy Thayer, yeah, he was uh, doing the co-production and we did it in the studio where Kiss uh, recorded Hut in the Shade with the engineer yeah. at Reagan. So it was mm-hmm. all like, you know the people who were, yeah, doing, yeah, doing stuff on the Kiss albums, and I tell you, me as a fan, I was like, oh man, I was so blown away. Every day I walked into the studio, my knees were shaking because it was like, <laughs> wow, no, it's Gene Simmons again. It's like it's, you know, it was, it was very, very, you know, it was, ah, it was nice. But sometimes, you know, it's too much. If, you know, if you see somebody every day, I could never get over my, 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 my. My fan, uh, you know, like, yeah, like I understand. a big fan. Yeah. It was like, you know, and then sometimes he said, "Okay, don't look right into my eyes when you sing," you know. And then I said, "No, Gene, I can't." You know, he said, "Why?" I said, no, "You don't understand. You don't understand." I always have to be, you know, by myself. Look at the lyrics, you know. And I was like, you know, you made me all like nervous, and he he didn't know why, and hmm. you know, but. Uh, I, I I can't I can't explain it's it's you know but it was great and, mm-hmm. and I would see him uh, in the next couple of weeks he's giving away the vault uh, where there are many many songs on this um, it's the whole collection all the songs he's ever written and he wrote many songs for this album in 1990 so yeah. I will go see him in July, end of July, and we'll probably play an acoustic song, I think maybe only you and stuff, yeah. and uh, you know, that was so great, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I was so happy when he said, yeah, you know, come down and stuff, and I thought, ah, oh, it's, it's nice, so, yeah, yeah, it was awesome, it was awesome, and yeah, he was, yeah, he was, he was super nice, super nice, Wonderful. yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you? I know he was working with Bruce Kulick, who, who I've spoken to before, and I think is a tremendous guitarist, yeah. another fantastic rock yeah. guitarist, one of the best ever. But did you have any inkling even back then that Tommy would end up? I wouldn't suggest being in Kiss, but would have the career that he's had working with Gene associated with Kiss. Did they have that sort of relationship even back then? Again, I'm not sure if I understood no, what, right. what you were asking. Did, did, yeah. Could you have predicted back then that Tommy would have ended up working in Kiss with Gene? Do you think? Oh, I, I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, no, I. Uh, yeah, I, I, I he, he, Gene was always very, very. You know, like, like you know, he was. He always talked very highly about um, Tommy. I remember that because when we were in the studio, then he said, "Ah, oh, let you know, let let Tommy, you know, like um, 
play the snake or, you know, he's great. He was always very, very, you know, like he spoke very highly of Tommy. But I, um, no, it was, no, you couldn't, you couldn't tell. No, he yeah. would, no, he didn't, mm. he didn't, no, like I couldn't predict it or he, he wouldn't say anything. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, and, uh, Tommy had, I think, his own thing. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were great friends, but, um, yeah, no, no, I didn't no. predict it, no. There was another collaborator back then that you worked with that, again, people might not realise, and I thought it was a wonderful collaboration, by the way, very tasteful, but the photographer Philip Dixon, who was better known for working with uh, Playboy, if you like, at the time, he was also a fashion photographer, of course, but what was what did you like yeah. about working with Philip Dixon? Because I love those photographs of you. I think they capture you in a, in a light that, I don't think anybody else has yeah. been able to capture you in since, to be quite honest. Yeah, actually, oh man, it was it was so hard to get him uh, because I was like, um, actually, I saw him. He was doing many many photos in, I think it was Cosmopolitan, yeah. and um, and I was always reading through, you know, the girly magazines and Vogue. He was always doing yeah. the top notch fashion thing. I never knew that he did like Playboy as well, but usually I always have a good reputation as photographers when somebody's a Playboy photographer, it's like, it's always top notch. So I was always reading through the Cosmopolitan. There was always one photo spread which I fell in love with. And then I checked out who it is and every single time it was Philip Dixon. And then I went to my manager, I said, Alex was his name. He actually brought me together with Gene as well. And I said, Alex, uh, you know, this, this photographer, I think it's, amazing I would love to you know to, to get a chance to do photos with him and then Alex contacted him and actually and he was so his agency or management or something at the mm. time it was so sinfully expensive it was unaffordable I mean oh, really? yeah. because the fashion photographers you know they, they were astronomical back in the day it was like so uh, so at first it didn't didn't work out and then we thought okay then you know that's cool and we tried at least we tried and then there was another phone call and then the agency said, hey, guys, by the way, uh, Philip Dixon, he doesn't know your music, but he would be very interested in, like, you know, doing a person from another field, you know, mm. who's not in, in fashion, who's, like, doing rock music. And then it came about, and actually, and then I made a pretty good prize, which was still, like, so high, but we thought, oh, it's all worth it, it's all <laughs> worth it. And then we did this in... Uh, yeah, on Zuma Beach. That's where, that was oh, is where, that where it was? Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 And it was great. We didn't talk much. We didn't talk much. He was all like into working, and and I'm I'm usually the same way. Like when when you work on a song or on a mix, you know, you don't chat and stuff. It's like all about like the the art, and and I liked that so much. He was super focused and you know totally into it and then you know setting up the lights and waiting for the right you know sunset and all and it was it was awesome it was great and it was Wonderful. a top-notch production and yeah and i was so happy that yeah that i could <laughs> do it with him and yeah and i never seen him anymore i don't know if he's still doing it i don't know I don't know either, to be honest with you. I just remember the photo. Like I remember seeing the photos, and they look so. Di the photos on that album look so different to the other photos that have been yeah, used in records yeah, with yeah. you, and they were very Madonna esque, which I thought really suited you. To be honest with you, I thought that it really captured you almost as a supermodel. And um, I, I, to be honest with you, if, if ever I meet you, I'll certainly have a you know a printout of one of those photos so as I can frame it. I've got two young daughters, you see. And I listen to your yeah. music along with them because I love a lot of the female artists like yourself and Elisa from Arch Enemy, Arch Enemy in particular. 
So, um, look, if ever I get to meet you, I'd, I'd love you to get you to sign a, uh, a photo or a printout of that era for you so that I can put it up in my daughter's room. It'd be lovely. Oh, yes, of course, of course. I would, I would love to, I would love to. And we try to come to Australia soon. It's been that such a long time. That was question, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was so awesome. And Yeah, but we, we didn't find a, a promoter there yet. And the first time I came there, actually, I met some fans in Wacken. We were talking, and yeah. I said, man, the show was great. You, you should come over and bring that show to Australia. And then, you know, I said, same when I just told you we have not a real connection there and I said we do it so all the fans got together and they call actually Metal Warriors Australia and uh, the main guy his name is Steve Ravage and he's mm -hmm. a filmmaker as well and then they made sure that we could go to Australia and it was so great and we had the best time there we definitely want to come back and, and play all the new songs and the old songs and you know and everything from from all these records. And, yeah. yeah. We miss you down here. We miss seeing you. I think you've only been here once in 2003, but you certainly have a fan yeah. base down here and you're so re well respected in Australia as you are globally. But yeah, we miss you down here and we hope, certainly hope that you can come down and tour Forever Warriors, Forever United. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I, 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 I would love to. I would love to. And yeah. And yeah, yeah. And any any time we will hop on the plane and come, you know, and, and rock like, like like crazy and yeah, get everybody, you know, like excited and yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. Like hearing a record is good, but yeah, but, but life is always, I think, there's no is, comparison. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Well, look, it's been a, a wonderful discussion. I think that's my twenty-five minutes up. You're a legend. Thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Uh, congratulations Thank again you. on such a wonderful career and uh, you, as I said at the beginning you've been such a, a wonderful ambassador for heavy metal long may your reign continue Oh, thank you so much. You were so sweet, and I, I can't, I can't believe how you know so so many nice things you said, and, and <laughs> it was great talking to you. Thank you so much. Hope to see you soon. Hope to see you at the concert. We signed the poster. Not to worry when we when we get over there. And where are you located? In which city? In Brisbane, in Queensland. Oh. Ah, wow. Up north, yeah. yeah. we haven't played there. Up north, oh, super. Okay, good that I know. I, I have to keep that in the Definitely back of my mind. Definitely keep it in mind. I'd love and, to see you here. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all would, yeah. yeah. No worries. Yeah. And thank you so much. And yeah, have a, have a great day. And uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to very soon. And enjoy. And, and please say hi to all the fans. And, and tell them that I love them more than anything in this world. Always have and always will. I will do. No worries. You're a very graceful queen. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Andrew. You were super, super nice. Thank you. My thank pleasure. you for talking to me as well. And have a good day, okay? No worries, you, you too. Okay, God bless. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Cheers. God bless you too. Okay, ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Doro Pesh. Thank you so much for listening.